What's up, y'all? Daphne here, and welcome back to Seriously What the Frick. So, a few weeks ago, if you guys remember my Zachary Bernhardt episode, that was like two, three episodes back, something like that. It wasn't that long ago. I mentioned a Polaroid that I never posted on Instagram when I promised I was going to. I'm sorry about that. I forgot to do that. But it doesn't matter because I'm going to be talking about that picture way more in depth and why it's so horrifying to look at. Because this week we are talking about the disappearance of Tara Calico and Michael Hanley. I sounded so joyful when they said that. So I'm pretty sure this is going to be a a shorter episode um, since they're just for it being as old as it is and for it being as well known as it is, there's virtually fucking nothing. Um, So that's cool. So that's why I'm also because originally it was supposed to be just Tara Calico and then I started doing research. I'm like, wait, who's this fucking Michael kid? So he is involved too. So that's why it's Michael and Tara but it's probably going to end up being more of a Tara episode because there's way more nothing on Michael than there is on Tara, and there's almost not a lot of information just on Tara alone. I tried. I'm going to do my best to shove as much information as I could possibly find in course. No. I'm going to do the best that I can. Okay, and that's all that you guys can expect from me because I am just a true crime podcaster who's trying her best. Okay, let's get started. Tara Lake Calico was born February 28th of 1969 to David Calico and Patty Dole in New Mexico. 19-year-old Tara was a very active girl. She did cheerleading, track in high school, and now since she's a sophomore in college, she was still keeping pretty active. So she worked out a lot and did these super long bike rides. I think I read it was like 32 or 34 mile bike rides almost on the daily, which props for her. I, I could not do that. I'm an armchair detective. I sit down for a reason. Chair is in the name of my profession, so. So on Tuesday, September 20th of 1988, she went on her daily bike ride like usual. She left around 9.30 and she told her mom, hey, if I'm not home before 12, can you come and pick me up? I have plans with my boyfriend. And her mom was like, sure, anything for you, sweetie. That came in a lot more sarcastic than I meant to, but you all know what I meant. So Tara leaves to go do her normalized back route, which was along New Mexico State Road 47, which is Balin. I think that's how you say that. New Mexico, which is where this takes place. And sometimes she would do this route with her mom, but since Tara's bike was broken, she ended up taking her mom's bike instead. So her mom couldn't go. I don't know if she had plans to, but she couldn't go. But Tara left and a lot of people saw her do her route. A lot of people, there's a lot of witnesses saying like, yeah, like I saw her on that road because it's like a 32 mile stretch fucking road. Like it's, I don't know if it's around, I think it's to and from, I think it's like total round trips, 32 miles. I don't know, but it's a lot of fucking miles to bike. So a lot of people saw her do this route in her neon pink huffy mountain bike and 12 hits and Tara's not home. Her mom goes down to pick her up. She went up and down the route, I think, like, once or twice. She couldn't find Tara. Patty does what I hope every parent would do in this situation. Calls the fucking police. 
And she does this. Um, she reports Tara missing, and the next day, a giant search is conducted. Patty finds Tara's Walkman in pieces in a cassette tape. And Patty believes that this is, um, was like Tara leaving a trail. Footprints were also found. It looked like there could have been a scuffle. That word is so weird, scuffle. But it looked like something like fucking happened. Bike tracks were also found nearby a vehicle's tire tracks and some oil slicks. And that's about really all that they found. Okay, so I also know it's weird that I'm starting off with a murder, not her childhood and her upbringing. Like I said earlier, I couldn't find anything about her. There's not much on this case. And directly a lot of... Excuse me. Directly a lot of what I've heard or found are mostly about the Polaroid that I mentioned in the Zachary Bernhardt case and like two minutes ago in the intro. So it's... There's just not a lot about her actual case and everyone just kind of freaks out about the Polaroids more than anything. Which, I get it, it's a weird-ass Polaroid. If you have it, it should be on the Instagram now. So, go check that out. Hopefully this time. This, it's gonna be up this time, I promise. Okay, let me get talking about the Polaroid. On June 15th of 1989, a woman in Port St. Joe, Florida, literally like 1,200 miles away from Balin, I think, New Mexico, was doing a trip to her local convenience store. So she gets out of her car and she notices a white van in the parking lot. Just an observation she had, nothing special about it. Just a white van, like the typical white vans that when you see them, you automatically assume there's children in them. Anyway, so she sees this van, she goes inside the store, gets whatever she needs, and then she leaves. And then she notices that the van is gone. But in the same exact place the van was, there was a Polaroid laying facing down. She picks it up, she looks at it, she was horrified. Probably just assuming, again, we assume here, and seriously, what the frick, we all know this. So this picture depicted to be two kids in the back of a van, one to be a teenage girl and the one to be a younger boy, bound with assuming duct tape, and then they had black tape covering their mouths as well. We don't know who these two kids are. Um, Patty and Tara's stepdad, John, did identify the girl as, in the photo as Tara, but we just don't know. A forensics artist compared the kids in the photos to Tara and Michael Henley, who, would the bo- who is the boy we suspect to be in the photo. Um, but the forensic artist said it was about an 85% chance that these are the kids in the pictures. So it could be Tara and it could be Michael, but we don't know. There's a lot of evidence that this is Tara. One, Patty just believed with all of her being that this is Tara which is shitty to be a parent of a missing child, and you're looking at a photo of what is possibly your kid gagged and bound in the back of a van, and you have no idea where they are. That sucks. But Patty is pretty much convinced that this is Tara. The scar on the girl's leg in the photo looked almost identical to the one that Tara had on her leg that she got into a car accident, I think, like a year prior. Also, a paperback copy of V.C. Andrews My Sweet Aldrina, I think that's how you say that. I don't know how to say a lot of things was next to the girl in the photo, and that was one of Tara's favorite books. So there's a lot of evidence holding up that this could be Tara. Okay, so now I can finally start talking about Michael. So the reason why people believe that Michael is the boy in the photo is because the nine-year-old went missing um, while on a camping trip with his dad in the Zuni Mountains in New Mexico of April of 1988. So him and Tara both went missing in 1988 in New Mexico, and they both look super similar to the kids in the photos. 
Michael was at his campsite for not even like 15 minutes. Like they had just arrived and I think his dad went to go get something out of the car and then Michael was fucking gone and then was never to be seen really again. Um, And even Michael's mom said she was, quote, almost certain it was him in the photo. But this considered, it sucks because this is kind of considered highly unlikely. Because one analysis said that it was likely, and another one disagreed, and then the FBI's analysis just didn't have a conclusion. So, what the fuck? Or should I say seriously, what the frick? You know, for that being my title, I don't ever say that. I just curse way too much. I think I only said frick just so I didn't get, you know, I could, I would, I wouldn't get in that much trouble. Doesn't matter. Anyway, um, the theory of this being um, Michael in the photo was kind of debunked in 1990 when Michael's remains were found by hikers just a few miles from his campsite. It was ruled that he died from hypothermia and uh, foul play was ruled out. So everyone's still not identified and it kind of blows, to be honest, because it kind of just like... So technically, Michael's is solved, quote unquote. You can't see the air quotes, excuse my dog in the background, you can't see the air quotes because this is an audio-based podcast, but you know what I mean. So technically, unfortunately, not unfortunately, so technically Michael's case is solved in that he died from exposure because he somehow wandered off in the campsite. That's kind of just the majority of the, the main theory now. So, but a lot of people still believe that it's Michael. Like, I don't feel like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the Zachary Bernhardt case. Like, Zachary wasn't even born yet when that photo was found in 1989 because Zachary was born in, like, 91. So, it's, um, it's kind of weird. So, it's kind of like people believed it was Zach, but it makes no sense because he wasn't even born yet. Might as well eight at the time. So it's, I feel like it's kind of one of those things where like, it wasn't officially ruled out, but like, we can kind of say it's not, but we can kind of say it is, I don't know. It's fucking weird. It's, there, it's, this case is just a lot and yet nothing at the same time because there's no fucking information on it. Sorry. It, it stresses me out. I'm like, you can tell that I'm just trying to like extend it as much as I can. So I'm going on long, slow rants about my title just so I can put in some fucking time. So this podcast is a lot longer than it should be. You're welcome. I'm doing it again. Okay, I'm just going to move on. Okay, so back to Tara because there's nothing else about Michael. That's all I have for Michael this week. But eventually it was reported that a dirty white or a light gray 1953 or 1954 Ford pickup truck with what looked like a handmade white camper shell was following her. Um, So if you know anyone with that truck in 1988 in Ballin, I I say it differently every time, New Mexico, report that. Definitely call the Ballin Police Department or the FBI at 505-889-1300. And I'll put that number in the show notes and I'll say it again at the end. And if I don't know if this is a, I don't know if this is still a thing because I'll I'll mention it later. But like you can get like a twenty thousand dollar reward if you have information that leads to the closing of the case. That's not motivation. Besides, you know, just making sure that Tara gets fucking you know justice. Then there you go. There's there's money for you. Spend it wisely if you get it. I don't know why I'm talking, so okay. 
Okay, so after uh, Tara's disappearance, the Calicos moved to Florida in 2003, and then in 2006, Patty died, which sucks, sucks, shucks, sucks, because she never found out what happened to Tara. And that is sad to me. That that really sucks because she was so invested and she really wanted to figure out what happened to her daughter and then she died not knowing. And we still don't know to that to, to this day. And that was almost 20 years ago already. Oh my God, 15 years ago? Jesus. In 2009, a picture of a boy with two letters were sent to St. Port St. Joe Police Chief. I don't know why I can't say that town. David Barnes. The letters were marked from June 10th and August 10th of 2009, and I guess from Albuquerque? One letter had one photo uh, that was on copy paper, and the photo was of a younger boy with sandy brown hair and someone who had drawn a black band in ink over the boy's mouth. And I'm assuming this band was supposed to represent a piece of tape? Question mark? And then the second photo was the original untouched photo. Um, a third letter was received on August 12th of 2009, and it was the same photo, um, I think, of just the original untouched photo, not the one with the band on it, lol. Um, but none of these three letters, there was no return to sender address, The who the boy was, there was nothing. Like, it was just, like, it was dropped off and then they got out of there or something, I don't know. But for some reason, the officials thought that this had something to do with Tara's case, specifically because a psychic, a proclaimed psychic, but a psychic, had called about Tara. These letters were sent at the same time that the psychic called, so maybe, I don't really know, I don't see the connection, but I'm not the police and they know way more than I do, but... This psychic claims that she had met a runaway in California who worked at a strip club, and I guess she ended up being murdered at some point. Um, and the psychic said that she was having dreams that this is Tara. And she was probably buried somewhere in California, where I couldn't find. I'm assuming she probably knew where, but that information wasn't given out or I just couldn't find it. I don't know. Um, but multiple searches were conducted and nothing was ever found. The photographs and letters were sent to the FBI for any fingerprints or DNA. But I couldn't find if that was if there was any on there. Again, I just couldn't find it. So I guess I didn't look hard enough or it just wasn't released. I don't know. So there's been two more pictures that we thought could be Tara. One um, was found near a construction site in California. And that kind of goes with what the sidekick said, but we're not really too sure on that. But the one that was found in the construction site is a blurry picture of a girl's face with tape covering her mouth and a light blue striped fabric behind her. And it kind of looked like one of the pillows from the first Polaroid that I talked about. Um, and this picture was taken on film, um, and that wasn't really available until June of 1989. And then the second one shows a woman loosely bound in, ga in gauze. I, I don't know why I can't say that gauze. And then her eyes were also covered with gar gauze. And then um, she was wearing um, black framed glasses. And then there was a male sitting right beside her on like an Amtrak train. And then that film wasn't really available until February of 1990. So these pictures were taken at two separate times i'm assuming or at least of 90 there's that patty believed that tara was the one in the was the girl in the first photo that i mentioned by the construction site um and i'm pretty sure the second one ended up being like debunked as a prank or something um for some stupid reason someone did that for fun so 2013 rolls around and a man on his deathbed named Henry Brown confessed shortly after T 
Terry Calico's disappearance, he went to Lawrence's Romero Jr.'s house. And they ended up going to the basement for some reason. And Henry said he noticed a blue tarp and a makeshift grave in what looked like to be a young woman's body. So Lawrence tells Henry that a man named David Silva and some other dude with red hair said that the body was Tara's and on the day of her disappearance they were hanging out with some other guy named Leroy Chavez, not Jenkins, Chavez, and they were in a truck and they noticed this girl riding her bike. They were trying to get to her attention. I'm not sure if anything was wrong or they just thought she was super pretty or whatever. But they were just trying to get her attention and then they hit her on accident. Again, this is just a wild game of telephone. This is all coming from what Lawrence told Henry and what Henry told the police. But I guess uh, these guys say, all right, they abduct Tara, allegedly. They take her to her grave pit and they rape her. And this makes me believe that they just thought that she was really pretty and we're just trying to catcall her, but I'm a woman and that's just how my brain goes. So they rape Tara and she threatens to go to the police. And I guess Leroy stabbed her to death. No, excuse me, Lawrence stabbed her to death, and while Dave and Leroy were being, and that mysterious other dude held her down. That's cool, I guess. I love that. So they originally hide her body in a bush, which is a great hiding spot for a girl you just murdered, and when people started to look for her, they said, oh shit, and they took her to Lawrence's basement, and Henry said that the men had threatened to kill him if he said anything to the police. Um, so according to Henry, her bike was dumped in a junkyard and presumably destroyed and that uh, Lawrence's dad was the sheriff at the time. And he and the other guys, um, and the other guys' parents helped cover up the murder. Which I don't get why. I get it. Parents will do anything for their kids, but covering up a rape and murder, I'm not sure about that. So I guess Lawrence also um, wrote a note confessing to Tara's murder and then destroyed it. And this is just me assuming again, because we assume here and seriously with the frick and because I'm a woman and we just naturally jump to the conclusions. But maybe it was like more of a therapeutic thing, more than I'm going to confess and show a police thing. I'm not sure. Someone else also came forward and said that Lawrence confessed, but unfortunately Lawrence committed suicide in 1991 and no one has been arrested no charges have been filed against anyone that is allegedly involved um henry also stated that her body is now by a pond there was yeah so i don't believe that um they found anything while searching either so that we can't confirm or deny this is actually what happened Earlier this month, uh, the Valencia, yeah, like earlier, like a few weeks ago, um, in September of 2021, um, the Valencia County Sheriff's Office and the New Mexico Police issued a statement saying that they have a new lead in the case and that they were working on a sealed warrant for an unknown private residence within Valencia County. So that's the thing that I was mentioning about like the two, uh, the two thousand, the twenty thousand dollar reward. I don't know if that's still a thing now since they supposedly have this lead and a warrant going out. So I'm not sure the warrant has been issued. I haven't heard anything about it yet as of the, um, the day of this recording, which is um, September twenty fourth of twenty twenty one. So I don't know. I'll definitely up- update you guys when I find things about it. So. There's that. I think this case is like 33 years old and like um, Tara would be 52, you know, living her life, probably married to the family, owning her own business or just doing things that she loved. And she had so much potential and she was taken way too fucking early. 
And unfortunately, this is all that I have for you guys this week. So the story was just shitty all around. Like I said, I'll update you guys um, as it develops and what's happening with that. Um, I know this is another shorter one. Um, I shoved as much information as I could find in here. I know this turned more into being about Tara more than Michael, which is unfortunate. But like I said earlier, there just wasn't as much information about him. And there wasn't really a lot about Tara either. So if you guys have any information about Tara or even Michael's, please call the uh, Michael's case. Please call the FBI at 505-889-1300. Like I said, it's going to be in the show notes. It's going to be 505-889-1300. Or go to fbi.tips.gov. Um, and then you guys can contact them there too. I'll actually put pictures up on the Instagram this time, and then I'll probably post the other pictures I posted on the Patreon. Go check that out. Promise it's worth it. Y'all have exclusive merch, um, extra fun things about cases, and episodes are posted a week early, so go check that out, please. It would be wonderful if you did that. Not even just for me, but for us. I want a better podcast, please. Um, and all the social medias are also in the show notes. Um, all at Seriously with the Frick, the Twitter, the Instagram, um, my email, if y'all want to email me, I guess, lol. Be kind, make decent decisions, and I'll see you guys next week at the brand new episode that'll make you say seriously with the Frick. Bye, y'all. 